Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Acts chapter 2. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Baptism service. I was thinking back. I cannot remember ever missing a baptism service actually in my entire life. I believe that's possible. Been at every single one, to my knowledge, just an honor to witness men and women committing their lives in this way to the Lord. Acts 2, beginning at verse 32, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received the word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. The message hasn't changed. And can we hear the voice exhorting the church this evening? to go the distance. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This triune call, this triune command, this triune way. May we leave here tonight with this charge beating in our chest, burning in our bones, shouting in our souls, Go the distance. The message has not changed. No matter what we believe or what we've been taught, we must look to the Word of God. No matter what is being preached in our world today, we must look to the Word of God. The message has not changed. Repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus had in mind for His church. And that's what he has in mind for every believer. In the beginning, we walked with God. We were created by God. Genesis 1, verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. All was right and all was well in the beginning. To give us a brief History lesson tonight, the devil, Satan, a fallen angel, 
was cast out and thrown down by God for the wickedness and pride in his heart. But the enemy saw a way to get to God, and so he came with his evil plan. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Now the serpent, the devil, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. He's still saying that today. Still declaring that today. Same old lie, it's just packaged differently. Different words, different pictures. You will not die, the serpent said. For God knows that in that day, the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. We took the bait, and we ate. This, in short, is the history of the creation and fall of mankind. We were driven out of the garden. We were driven out of paradise Yet we were not driven out without hope. We were not driven out without the message of grace, the incredible, undeserved grace of a merciful, kind, and loving God. This is the history. Verses 14 and 15 read, So the Lord God said to the serpent, our great enemy, our great adversary, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his seal. You see, our God had given us a word. He had given us a promise that he would prepare a way for us to come back to him, to be reconciled unto him. You may ask tonight, what was this promise? This promise given to us was Jesus. This promise given to us, a Savior, one named Jesus, the Son of God and God himself, came to earth, Emmanuel, God with us. He's the one that would leave his heavenly throne to rescue and redeem mankind. The one born of a virgin. The one that would live in this wicked world. Emmanuel, God with us. The one who knew no sin. The one who would live a selfless and obedient life and die a selfless and obedient death. The one that would go to the cross and die the most brutal death on our behalf that we might find freedom and release the one that would carry all our sin on his shoulder. The one that would hang on a cross and die on a cross and be buried in a tomb for three days. But that is not the end 
of the story. Luke 24, verses 1 to 9. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and all the rest. I want to let you know tonight, if you don't know tonight, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. He is our hope. He is our freedom. He is our healing. He is our Savior. He is our rescue. It's because of His sinless life, death, burial, and resurrection that we can find life and that we can live again. Through Jesus, we receive forgiveness for our sins. Through Jesus, we are reconciled unto God our Father. Salvation, this free gift, it's a gift we cannot earn. It's a gift we cannot buy. It's a gift we must humbly accept. Coming before the Lord, acknowledging that we need Him, that we have sinned, and that we have fallen short. Acts 2.21, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the great promise. This is the great hope that we have. Repent, the Bible says. What is repentance? Repentance is calling on the name of the Lord. It's acknowledging our desperate need of Him. It's crying out that we might be saved. This is where new life begins. This is where real living begins. This is the greatest decision we could ever make and the greatest act we could ever give ourselves to, laying ourselves before the Lord, coming before our great Savior, Jesus. Heaven and hell are real. There are only two options after death. The Bible declares that it is appointed that we all come to death and that we all will be judged. The grace of God tonight is that it can be settled tonight. If we haven't yet given our hearts to the Lord, if we haven't yet repented, Tonight, all things can become new. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
the message reads, this is how much God loved the world. This is how much God loved you. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go through all that trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. I want to introduce you to Jesus tonight. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. If you don't believe it tonight, I encourage you, take up the Gospel of John, grab a Bible, begin to read, begin to call on the Lord, even in your unbelief, that something might change in your heart. But if you're here tonight and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, today is the day of salvation. You can receive Jesus in this place, even right now, opening your heart to him, understanding how desperately you need him, asking him to forgive you of your sins, committing your life to him, not simply trying to escape the fires of hell, but asking him to come and set things right, to change you from the inside out, give you a new start. For I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord, the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans for blessing. This is the great hope you have tonight. This is the great hope we all have. Salvation upon repentance is simply the beginning. It's the beginning of a new life, a new way of living. The Bible calls us to certain things, and the Bible tells us what is fitting and right for the believer. The Bible does not leave us ignorant. The Bible schools us well. Acts 2, 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to say tonight that it is our choice whether or not to repent and follow Jesus. When we're introduced to Jesus, it is our choice to repent and follow Jesus. But once we have, once we have repented, there is no option but to be baptized and be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is a triune call, triune way. This is what the Lord had in mind for His church. This is the message that he sent through his servant. And the message has not changed. The biblical message has not changed. The Bible message has not changed. Jesus went the distance so we can go the distance. Repent. Be baptized. Perhaps we're here tonight. We were invited to a baptism service. What is baptism? Baptism is an act of obedience. We take to the waters of baptism, represents a watery grave, where we are taken under the waters to rise again, having been washed and cleansed. 
It is only right and fitting that we be baptized. Our Savior Jesus himself took to the waters of baptism. And so we come to the waters of baptism and we make a public confession and declaration of our commitment to follow Jesus. Again, Acts 2.38, out of the Voice Bible, reconsider your lives, change your direction, participate in the ceremonial washing of baptism in the name of Jesus, God's anointed, the liberating King. Then your sins will be forgiven and the gift of the Holy Spirit will be yours. The Amplified Bible reads, and Peter answered them, repent, change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it and be baptized, every one of you. No one's left out. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of and release from your sins. I love that it says that, the release from your sins. There is power in baptism. We acknowledge the power tonight. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Passion Translation, repent and return to God. And each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the Anointed One, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is clear. Repent, be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know if your heart beats with this, this theme, but we so desperately need the Holy Ghost. We so desperate, Jesus knew that we needed the Holy Ghost. And so he didn't just say repent and be baptized and be on your way. Repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the leading of the Holy Ghost. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We need the utterance of the Holy Ghost. We need the unction of the Holy Ghost. We need the guidance of the Holy Ghost. We need him to stop us in our tracks. We need him to lead us. In him we live and move and have our being. What are we without the Holy Spirit? Jesus had it in his heart that his church would be set on fire by the Holy Ghost. He told his disciples, Acts 1, 7 and 8, he said unto them, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And in the Gospel of Luke, we read these words, Luke 24, 49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye, wait in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. I want to ask tonight, why would we not go the distance? What could possibly hold us back? What could possibly be holding us back? We can have the worship team return tonight. What could be stopping us? What could be caging us? What could be distracting us? What could be deceiving us? Go the distance so you can live like Jesus. Live the life He wants you to live. The life you were created to live. The great evangelist Reinhard Bonnke said these words, the gospel is not an alternative, it's an ultimatum. I don't present you an alternative tonight. 
The Bible doesn't present an alternative. This is an ultimatum. There is no alternative. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. Arthur Pink said these words, The nature of Christ's salvation is woefully misrepresented by the present-day evangelist. He announces a Savior from hell rather than a Savior from sin. And that is why so many are fatally deceived. For there are multitudes who wish to escape the lake of fire who have no desire to be delivered from their carnality and worldliness. Tonight, this is about forgiveness. This is about repentance. This is about the great hope. This is about freedom and victory for you. This is about the reality of heaven and hell. This is about the reality of a Savior, Jesus, who came to show us the way, to prepare the way, to rescue us from our wrongdoing. That we wouldn't just view it as escaping the lake of fire, but that we would cry out that Jesus would deliver us from our carnality and our worldliness. The message has not changed, and the message will not change. Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, the word says unto us tonight, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage us all tonight to go the distance. This is an incredibly urgent message for the church. If you're here and you have not repented, today is the day of salvation. Jesus Christ extends his hand to you. If you're here tonight and you've repented, but you haven't given yourselves to the waters of baptism. The Bible is clear, and it's not an option for the believer. It's not an add-on option, nor is receiving the infilling of the Holy Ghost an add-on option. This is what Jesus Christ had in mind all along. Let's pray tonight. As the candidates come and we hear these wonderful testimonies and see them commit their lives to Jesus, Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you tonight for Jesus. We thank you for the greatest gift of all, and that is salvation. The greatest gift of all, Jesus, who is salvation. We acknowledge in this room tonight that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That the only way we come to the Father is through him. Lord, we acknowledge the power of baptism tonight, and we thank you that we are here to stand with our brothers and sisters as they commit to follow you in this manner. And Lord, we thank you. We so, we so thank you for the promise of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that we would receive even a greater filling of the Holy Ghost tonight. Lord, for those that are not filled, that they would begin to long for that filling. They would begin to wait and tarry. And Lord, we know that you are faithful. Every promise. We thank you, Jesus. Amen.